what will happen. Okay, so three, two. <laughs> another episode of my podcast as it turns out um today i have my friend amnita with me say hi amnita hi guys so that's amnita um i don't know if you guys know if you um follow me on instagram we actually did a buddy read of queenie last week um we actually did this because amnita suggested i've had the book for a good year and a half um and i wasn't sure if i was in the mood to read it and then you messaged me Mm. and i was like okay Let's let's buddy let's read this it. because I'm trying to read the books I already own before buying more. Um, so yeah, we're basically just going to discuss the book because I did put a review up, but there's only so much you can say in the caption, and also there's just so many different elements of the book to dive into that you can't do in like a tiny little review or on Goodreads. So before we dive in, um, Amnita, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. So first, thanks so much for letting me um, join you on your podcast. Yeah, I've been listening you. to it this week, so I'm so excited. Uh, so hi, everyone. My name's Amnita. I've known Patty for a very, very long time. We actually used to work together. Yeah. Um, I guess a bit about me. My day job's quite vanilla. I do uh, consulting in a range of different kind of industries, and um, the rest of the time I, I have... I'm one of those people who has a lot of different hobbies. So whether it's reading, music, writing, um, yeah, so that's netball, me. And netball. Boxing. We were just talking about netball. <laughs> so I was showing Patty all of my like war wounds from um, scratches, and I actually got an egg on my head. And I used to box, um, but I've had worse injuries from, from netball. netball. I still can't. That egg on your head picture is making me feel oh, funny oh. because that. Like, I don't get how you didn't get that from boxing, but you did get that from netball, which is a My only concussion of my life was from netball. So, guys, she's also really smart and very active, clearly. And hopefully, like, she stays smart because she keeps getting knocked in the head playing (laughs) netball. But fingers crossed, she'll be okay. But that's my friend Amnita, guys. So, basically, yeah, let's just dive in. Um... Before we talk about Queenie in terms of the actual character, um, we said that we wanted to start off talking about like the structure and the writing style, etc. So what were your thoughts in terms of the way that Candice Classy Williams presented not just the character of Queenie and her um, friends, but the story in general, like the way that she structured it, the, the writing style? Mm. How did you find it? So I guess this is something that we kind of spoke about before. It felt like I was having a chat with my friend or my friend was telling me this story. Mm -hmm. It was so conversational and so easy to read. And I didn't want to put it down. And I think that's why me and you like blitzed through it because the style is so comfortable. You don't have to adjust yourself to reading it. You know how sometimes when you're reading like a factual book or something like that, you have a different start. Does that make sense? I love that you don't have to adjust yourself to like to read it because you just take it. It's yeah. it's almost like the book adjusts itself to, to you, you because yeah. we were saying this before. Weirdly, I feel like anyone who reads this can relate to it. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's like, oh, if you're really rich, you can relate to it. If you're white, if you're black, if you're female. But with this, it is like you don't have to adjust anything about yourself. You come as you are and the book accepts you as you are and tells its story. Exactly that. So, yeah, I liked that. Um, Also, with, like, things like 
in the book and obviously if it's an audio book it's presented differently because mm. you can only hear it and I don't know if in the audio book they would say like this was an email or this was a text but we literally on the page saw like the text messages the emails do you feel like that made a difference in terms of how you took in the story and how you felt about like relating to the characters 100 percent. because it it's the same way like if i had a chat with you and i'm like oh so and so has messaged me this i would show you the messages yeah or show you the email and that's exactly what it felt like it felt like it was my friend showing me look what this person's just texted me look at what i've just emailed like it just i feel like the characters in this book are my friends and they're people that i've met or in some form are mirror images of some people in my life and it's and that's it's exactly what you said like Everyone will relate to this, mm-hmm. but I won't go into too much detail now because I know we're gonna go into as much detail as possible. <laughs> honestly, like I agree. Like I think I'm sure that Queenie at one point says something similar to what you've said, but about her friends, and she says something like they. Like, I think they're at a firework display or something. She's looking at all her friends and smiling, and um, she says that they essentially all came into her life at different points like different times in her life and they all represent different kind of parts of her and things that she's gone through and stuff and it's similar to like that we feel like that about the book Mm. so it's almost like the book is to us what her friends are to her yeah and I love I don't know how you are like how someone's able to write in that way because it invites you in um even though there are obviously moments that literally you have like your shoulders up by your ears and you're like oh my god like this is like I don't know if I can read this it's just (laughs) But yet, it you always feel like invited in to keep reading. Yeah, it's exactly it's that's what I mean. Like that whole conversation, you wouldn't mid flow stop a, a, a conversation with a friend who's telling a story. It's exactly like this. You want to hear it all the way to the end. You want to know exactly what's going on, and you want all of the details. Yeah, and that's what this book gives you. And it's the same as like you know when we have conversations and we we go from topic to topic, and something happened then, and then actually next week I'm going to be doing this, but last week this happened. The book does that as well in terms yeah. of talking about things that have happened in the past and then relating to yes. things that like are currently happening. It really is. It's completely captured that element of a conversation in a book. I think those flashbacks mm. are definitely like having a friend tell you a story because I think with the first one, I don't know if I realised straight away that we were like back in like a past moment. And then I think within a few sentences, she said like it was going to be our second Christmas or something. Mm. So I was like, okay, this is a flashback. Um, But it filled in the blanks. Cause at one point he says to her, oh, you know, not after that, whatever you pulled at my mum's birthday. And you know, thinking, oh God, what did she do at his mum's birthday? And obviously later on, we go back to that whole moment and it's like, hold on a second what she did at your mum's birthday or what was done to To her her. at her mum's birthday that she wasn't willing to accept, well, I say wasn't willing to accept, there's some things that she accepted for way too long, Um, but you felt like she should have acted a different way and you've forgotten that there was something that you you had a responsibility to her as your partner to respond to what had been done to her. Yeah, he, I mean, Tom was a whole different... Like, well, we have to, to be honest he it. was just he, he was just waste he was yeah. just a waste um do you think that he actually like loved her it's tough because I did think that at first and I think that's again it's exactly like if a mate was telling me about this guy and you start off hearing some bits of it mm-hmm. and then you find out more and more because I think when someone's first in a relationship they don't want to talk about the 
the not so great bits so you think this person is oh this person's perfect for you and it's only when you start to hear things in a bit more detail or when things aren't going so well you start to hear about things that weren't so great so I think I don't know I think he loved the idea of her but wasn't willing to accept all of her and and you can see that in bits of the book and the way he reacts to certain things that have happened actually he's not willing to accept all of her and how she's he wants he he, you know we were talking earlier about how um when she was sick and he brings her this cup of tea yeah like that's a perfect example of like she's not feeling great and i get that you want to do something you want to give her there's an act of service that you wanted to do you want to make her this cup of tea and she's gone oh thanks but i can't drink that right now because i can't drink a milky cup of tea when i feel like when I feel shit. Yeah. Um, and rather than him kind of being like, no worries, I'll leave it there anyway. Or do you want me to bring you a green tea? Or just let me know when you're ready. He lost his shit. Ugh. Like, and the thing is, they both at different times have dug each other out for the wrong reasons. But in this moment, he lost his shit. And then he screamed at her something like, oh, it, none of this would have happened if you'd fucking taken the cup of tea. Yeah. But then what you're telling her isn't actually that you wanted her to feel better is that you wanted her to allow you to be the person to, to make, make her, her feel, feel better. better. Yeah. Which is two completely him. different things. It became mm. about you. Like how she felt became about you and the fact that you wanted to be the one to make her feel better a certain way and she had to just accept that. Yeah. But like you also could have just accepted that she said, I can't drink a milky cup of tea, right? Yeah. And put it down to the side. It was exactly it what down. he said. But he wanted... It's like he created an issue out of it and he was yeah. never willing to accept that actually he always saw that Queenie was the one with, who came with problems with yes. her baggage. He didn't think about his own problems his own. and his own baggage. Yeah. And that's clear in a lot of the bits of the book. The fact that he's not even willing to, like, stand up to and have uncomfortable conversations with people in his family. No, he wants everything to be on the side, though, which is why he yeah. said to her, with the cup of tea, you should have just taken it. Yeah. Because even if she's not going to drink it, he feels like she should just accept it and act like she's going to drink mm. it, even though she's not. So she's actually being as open with him as she is able to be in that moment. But he's rather he would rather have everything kind of on the surface yeah. and smooth sailing without yeah. seeing like all of the Which stuff is why that he goes didn't into it. Say anything to his family. Yeah. Like and and it was a shame because obviously with what happened at the uh, was it Christmas when his his uncle was like oh you oh. you will play like dark shirts against white shirts and she's yeah. in a white dress but then he was like no you've got more dark on you yeah and Tom's dad was like it's fine she'll be on my team and kind of gave her like this like consoling look but that's not enough yeah like she's come all the way to wherever the hell you guys are Hampshire or whichever and she's by herself and you're supposed to be going out of your way to make her feel comfortable and you guys are allowing someone to make her feel like there's something wrong and he's making a point of letting her know like by the way I'm making these jokes because you're black yeah like it's not enough and it's bad enough that his dad had to be like it's fine she'll be on my team but he just continues and someone like that will not change until you call them out or you make them explain exactly what they're trying to say why why is why are they making that comment why are they actually saying these things because I find in a lot of those kind of situations the first thing they'll revert to is be like but I'm not racist I'm not racist it was just a joke it was just a joke why couldn't you take a joke because they said that at one point don't they they said something there was a movie that they were talking about and then it was like yeah but to be fair the person in the movie was black and it's like what on earth has that got to do with the fact that you've just related it to me like pardon I'm just a guest here yeah they should have made her feel welcome and it was clear that they just wanted to brush things under the surface so I don't think her whole family were bad I just think that they clearly just instead of doing the right thing they just want to keep peace and would rather just skate over issues real serious 
long-term issues and she didn't even refer to her like her and tom having kids actually how would they be treated yeah if this is what your family if this is, is doing. What and this is a, a real life thing for a lot of mixed couples because then in fact your uncle would call our kids mongrels yeah right yeah and, and it's think like, that it would was you then okay. stand up for them then knowing that that's your child and yeah. that's that's tom's dad's grandchild would you have the same acceptance mm-hmm. or like, or would you say, to... oh, that's just what Uncle so-and-so is like, it's yeah. fine. Well, but it's not fine, though. It's not fine. And what people don't understand is it's not about shout at, shouting at him. Mm. It's about actually him understanding yeah. and actually having a conversation with him to be like, what you're saying and doing is fundamentally okay. wrong. Yeah. Let's talk about what, let's unpack this. The thing is, though, with the uncle, he knew it was wrong, which is why he yeah. was saying, like, smirk at her and stuff. Yeah. So he knew. So sometimes you can't even have the conversation with people to explain why what they've done is wrong because they've, That's they've, true they've done well, it because they're trying to get you to have yeah. to like have this un- uncomfortable conversation and then they'll throw weird facts that aren't facts and all that kind of stuff at you. That's so um, true as well, actually. Ultimately, it came down to Tom and not doing, like... Because with him, 100%, you're right, she should have had the conversation and he should have had the conversation... With his uncle, even if it was to stand up for, even if he knows his uncle is like that, and you're not going to change his opinion in his mind, right? Because with some people, you're not going to, right? Mm. Some people genuinely don't think that they are racist. And when you call them out for stuff, they get all upset and things, and it's weird, because they start crying and make themselves a victim of a situation that they've created, which is so odd, because it's like, nothing was done to you, you did the doing, why are you crying? Or why are you upset? But it's because they genuinely seem to think, oh my gosh, no, how can you... Look, they sometimes get more upset at the fact that they may have been called a racist and the fact that they have done something exactly. that is racist. I was literally they can't just thinking think that, that the act of racism is less offensive to them than them being called a racist. It's like you've almost insulted them more. Yeah, I can. Yeah, actually, I completely, completely agree with what you're saying. He knew what he was saying was he wrong, knew. and it's, I just, it's crazy that no one should said anything about it and put him in any form of check. Especially Tom. Yeah. Because didn't she ask him, like, if he had told his mum that she was black? Yeah. I'm sure she asked, right? And he was kind of like, oh, why would that be a thing? Well, And we've had this conversation before when we both said, I mean, I said it would, like, when I first met my husband, I was like, you've told your family I'm not white, right? And um, obviously for those guys listening on the podcast, I'm I'm, um, Asian. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's it is a real life conversation that people have, yeah, and it's a reaction that you were saying that some people would be like, "What do you mean? Like, what why is mean? that a thing?" Yeah, but annoyingly, because I completely understand why. So with Amnita's husband, I actually completely understand why he might have been like, "But why would I need to say that?" We get it because yeah. we know him, so yeah. we get that he's genuinely kind of like, "But what? But why? But you're my girlfriend. I'm bringing you home. That's it. Like that. They will care about whether or not you make me happy, and if I'm nice to you, yeah." With Tom, I think the reason that he skated over it was because maybe he knew that Deep his family would have an issue. He would yeah. have known. Um, and I think as well, she says something to him, like that's something like, oh, your family is how families are supposed to be or something like that. And I love how you do tra- traditional Christmas. Obviously, when we find out what things are like in her home, we get why she thinks that like, you know, the two parents still together and the whole family coming together at Christmas and at birthdays and things. And it's almost like she's put his family on this pedestal that actually isn't it's not the idea that she had wasn't real it's an idea that she has in her head for maybe something that she wants for her family later on Mm. but I think with her saying that to him as well and with him knowing part of her background I think that there's a part of him that liked 
not like a savior complex, but more of like a um like oh poor Queenie, she came from like this background, I'm gonna bring her to and I think it made him feel quite good that she yeah. thought that his family was like the ideal, even though it wasn't like maybe they're ideal to each other, mm. but not to anything that seems as the other. But it's exactly what you're saying about the tea thing. He wants to be the one to make her yeah. feel like he's solving issues in yes. her life. He wants to be seen as solving the problem yeah. rather than actually just letting her feel okay. And yeah. weirdly, when she has asked him to actually step in and solve the problem, that's when he could That's do when anything. he just doesn't do anything at all. It's so frustrating. So it's like, you want to solve the problems that I don't want you to solve. And then when I ask you to solve them, you won't do it. And then you wonder why we have issues and again they both had so many things going on mm. um but him saying things like you can't be open with me you should be more open with me and it's like i sat there while you allowed your uncle to be racist to me how open how can open, i be exactly like what what am i supposed to i just That's what i mean he liked the idea of her and not yeah. the reality of actually facing people like that in his family and facing people's problems not not there to find a solution but how to make them at least try and feel better it's yeah. not there's problems that not anyone can solve yes and sometimes actually just being there for someone isn't you solving the problem you're just trying to help them just yeah because you care but, but you know like, about it in the wrong way people say there are like studies and stuff that show like if um usually if a woman is talking to you about an issue Unless she specifically says you need to talk to this person or do something, a lot of the time when we're talking to someone, it's just because we need to get it out. Um, yeah, mm. just shoot in the breeze. We just need to like just a sounding board. We don't need people to step in and fix it. But the guy's natural reaction for some guys is to try and step in and be like the savior of the situation. Yeah. But I didn't ask that of you, right? And funnily enough, people don't realise that usually when guys are complaining about something, using someone as a sign, that's because they actually want something to be resolved. But everything is done in the wrong way. So people just kind of let guys talk and then leave it, whereas they needed someone to step in and come with a solution and fix it. And then when we just want to talk about something, people try try and jump in and and fix it. Yeah. And it's like... And it's that complex of, I need to have an answer for this. Yeah. Sometimes they come to me for an answer. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just want to moan. Just want to moan. Sometimes if you don't know what to say, say, oh, I don't know what to say. But he didn't even acknowledge that like what happened was not okay for her. He literally made it out like she was completely in the wrong for wanting to leave. And like the thing with his mum's birthday cake, obviously she didn't slam the cake on the floor. She left the room. And it's a complete accident. And she was like, I'm so sorry, like what can I do? Yeah. And he's just kind of like, whatever, like. What I didn't like was that he has said to her, let's take a break for three months and then we will get back together. And she actually thought that they were on on a a break, on a high test. He's made you move out and he's ignoring you. And he's telling you that this is going to be how it is for three months. And then suddenly you'll move back in or get back together. And I get it because we understand that she's working with trauma. It's a trauma response that she accepts stuff like that and does stuff like that. But I was furious. Oh my God. And it's like what we said, it was like I've made. realise like, yeah. You know, you're like, get your head together. (laughs) Exactly. He doesn't like you. (laughs) But it is that thing, like, again, like that's him skating a difficult conversation. Instead of saying, actually, things aren't going to work, which would have been the right thing to do in this situation Mm -hmm. because clearly they weren't right for each other. Yeah. He bought himself time and 
probably yeah. hope for her to just fade away essentially yes, and never fade away yeah but when people do things that hope for you to fade away all that it's doing is yes no one can actually make you cling on right yeah. that's up to you to keep holding on or not but they do give you an idea that makes you make a decision that you will cling on and hold on because you've said let's do this for let's three months this. yeah rather than just saying i'm not happy in this because it's let's do this for three months or i'm not happy both are shit still shitty telling someone you want to break for three months is just as heartbreaking it's just a better heartbreak because you can actually just let them pardon me let them sorry guys we're drinking wine and i'm laughing <laughs> um you can just let them go completely yeah right but it's almost like that thing sometimes i don't know if you've ever had this but i've definitely had it with people where they you know you're like you don't like me you just want to know that i'm here to like you in case you need someone to like you or in case you need someone to decide that you want to just jump back into a relationship with for a little bit yeah and he left her kind of hanging because he didn't he didn't like her he didn't like her for a long time i think when they first met he liked her yeah um but he didn't like her for a long time and he didn't have it he wasn't he was too cowardly i think to just say i think we need to call it quits yeah um and he thought it was easier to kind of try and like secretly shoo her out yeah i don't like that i just found it really like a bit yucky yeah no it's exactly that and it's again he's just he should have just been honest with her and had that difficult conversation but it's exactly and that's what we find as a theme throughout this book like people look at her see this beautiful woman and don't think about the person behind that they just want that beautiful thing that that they can see yeah and And what they think that comes with that comes with yeah all these ideals on her from what they've looked at and decide that she must be that yeah and when it's anything different from what their fantasy is because essentially that's what it is they're projecting their fantasy of what they think queenie is doesn't turn out like that they just discard her and there are times in the book where i'm just like you're so much better than this because it's exactly what we said at the start we feel like we've created a friendship i want to tell queenie actually you're worth so much more. Like, stop messaging him. Like, you know how you would have a friend messaging like, stop him. Yeah. messaging him. Delete his number <laughs> yeah. and just stop doing it because he doesn't, like, he's not replying to you. Ugh. And that's hard because when someone doesn't reply as well, that makes us, like, almost, like, grab on more. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, oh, but I don't understand what, he's not saying anything. He's saying everything in not saying anything. Not like, saying he's anything. telling you everything that you need to know. You're just not ready to kind of let it go. And if you look at your relationship, you can see that it wasn't great. It's not been great for a long time. Is he actually what you want from life in terms of all the stuff that he's, the way that he's acted, the way his family are? That's not actually what for your future. So how much of him do you love? And how much of the idea of being with someone that you've created in your head is what you're actually in love with? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's exactly that. Um, I don't know. Should we stick to the theme of like the guys and just go through all the guys to begin with? Oh my with? God, yes. So... <laughs> what I say, talk about going through all the guys, we might as well just talk about Guy. Oh my god. <laughs> that, oh. The worst thing is, I can picture him exactly I what I think. Is he short and stocky in your yeah. mind? Yeah. <laughs> and wears one of those gold rings yes, on his, on his like, pinky, yeah, like and, an insignia. Yeah. No He's, socks. No socks. Very tight trousers. Goes to the ship on Sundays. Like, that's what yeah. I think of when I think about this guy. Or goes out for drinks in Clapham. Good. That's what yes, I think. He goes out in Clapham. Yeah. He goes out in Brixton because Brixton isn't scary anymore. Yeah. Because Brixton has been turned into like this place that is so non-Brixton. Ugh. I understand like this, the idea of gentrification now. I didn't really get it before because I didn't really understand like the term itself. Yeah. I get it now because mm. like we weren't allowed to go to Brixton when we were younger. 
Were you allowed? I was not no. allowed to go near Kingston, <laughs> Stockwell, Cam- all these places, oh, right? any of them. Now look where you live. <laughs> yeah. I know. We weren't allowed here before. Absolutely not. We weren't allowed here, but because but he hangs people like him. People probably say that about people say that probably about Hounslow, which it just Yeah, it's it's so true. I know. It's so true. I mean, I'm gonna be the Hounslow massive till the very Forever. end, right? Um <laughs> but like people like Guy hang out in certain places because it's cool. So they go to um Brixton, they go to um uh, Clapham, they mm. go to Shoreditch. Oh my goodness, oh, yeah. they go to Shoreditch. Oh, they bloody love a bit of Shoreditch, <laughs> don't they? So like, yeah. So like, we're just like going to like Shoreditch and like, um, no, no, no. So like, Binky is like, just like, you know, she's gonna like have, and it's like, mm. oh, but he's Welsh though, isn't he? So he doesn't talk like that. I he doesn't do know any Binkies. He made me so angry. Yeah, and to be honest, Queenie made me really angry in that situation yes. as well because I was like, okay, fine. Once you did it, everyone's been in that situation before oh, yeah, where yeah, you've yeah. made a mistake like that and you're like, oh. Yeah. But to let him continue. And when he said, like, he bowled in and was basically like, yeah, make sure your legs are shaved. Are you going to get in and shave your legs now? What? And it's like, pardon? Like, this isn't your girlfriend. No. And she because you have an one, order which but, was heartbreaking. Yes. Yeah, I didn't and like she even, that. And she recognises this behaviour because she says it. Yeah. I just listened and followed yeah. the instructions. and But it's like she's detached herself. Like, she's completely detached. Because when you, she talks about having sex with him, she's never really there. No. Um, and that's kind of the... It's an she went that's through this, with her. Yeah. And she even says it, doesn't she? He had sex with my body. Or so she yeah, something, something along something those like lines. That. Yeah. But it wasn't with her. It was basically with himself, Ooh. but on her. Like, basically with Basically, with a woman yeah. instead of your hand. Because he, like... I don't know, her whole thing with, like, her health and just how she, like, treated herself, I found that quite sad because I get, again, once we get to know a bit more about her, we get why she's like that. And this is just how the human brain works. Like, it's very, like, the human brain is both so strong and so delicate. Yeah. Um, But, like, the fact that she was letting people like him treat her like that to the point where the clinic thought that she was some sort of abuse victim. Yeah. And it's weird because she kind of was, but in terms of like, she was a victim of like the abuse in terms of what had gone on in her head beforehand and the way that she has been perceived and the way she's been treated by people. And as a result, she acts a certain way and accepts certain behaviours. But it was that bad that they thought that she was a sexual abuse victim or that she had a boyfriend that was like forcing her to sell herself. And it's like... And at first she seems to almost play that off as like it's nothing. Yeah. And doesn't really want to accept that. No, she did not want to accept it. Which I find, I don't know if I find, see, I didn't actually, I realised that it wasn't her I found frustrating. It was the circumstances that had led her to mm. act the way that she, because mm. I think I said, how many voice notes did I send you? I was like, why is she behaving is she like behaving? a traumatised person? Yeah. What's going on? I need to know more. And we were waiting. We needed to know her story. What's, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And when we did, I, I just think it really helped us to understand so much more about why these men were in her life and yes. were allowed to treat her the way and they why were. they keep coming in her life. Yeah. So another thing with Guy is obviously um Cassandra. Oh my god. 
Um, so she obviously spoke about like her like gorgeous guy, her gorgeous guy, not realizing that she was literally talking about the same guy, guy the guy guy, <laughs> the guy because oh. his name is Guy. Um, I actually want to get this off my chest. I hate her the most out of every character mm-hmm. in this book. Same. More than like the despicable like men yeah. and like is... the people in the board meeting that told Queenie like, oh, this Black Lives Matter stuff, all lives matter. I, yeah. I hate her the most. The most because... For a specific reason. Why do you hate her? Go on. And this is something I've said to you before. She's not a friend because she went when she was hurt and angry, she went for the jugular. She yeah. wanted to cause damage and mm-hmm. she wanted Queenie to hurt. That is so much, to me, that is so much worse than someone who's not your friend mm-hmm. doing something who bad. Doesn't owe you yeah, that, who doesn't like, owe you that. Safety yeah. in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted to hurt Queenie by saying what she said once she was confronted. And it for her to choose Guy over her friend after knowing her whole story, mm-hmm. it just says it all. And at first, when Cassandra was first introduced, I was like, oh, she's that kind of person who you go to for like really blunt advice. I get yeah. it. Everyone needs a friend like that mm-hmm. in her life. Actually, she isn't that friend. She's just not a very nice person at all. Yeah. She's not because Cheska said, yeah. well, she kind of had problems with her. She and also, life. so did Darcy. Yeah. Both of them were kind of like, mm-hmm. they okay. tolerated like, her for, for Queenie. Queenie. Um, did we find out how her and Cassandra actually became friends? Did they meet at uni or something? How were they friends? I actually, I I think we did find out. I actually don't remember. I feel like it was maybe at school or something. It must be because she's like Queenie knows her parents and, yes. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, goes to the family. Yeah. Yes. So it's from a young age. So I think she's that friend that you've been had around for a long time. But sometimes it's okay to like part ways. Yeah. Um, you don't have to. This is so random, but there's a Bon Jovi song called This Ain't a Love Song. Um, but it applies to like loads of stuff, including friendship. And he basically, in the chorus, he's like, oh, if the love that I've got for you is gone and if the pain that I cried ain't that long or something like that, then I'm wrong. This ain't a love song. It's like that. Like sometimes your friendship isn't a friendship just because, but I've known her for so long. We've been through so much. You can have been through so much. And that some people really are only fair with their friends. They're supposed to be in your life for a moment to teach you something or for you to teach them something or for them to help you through a moment or for you to help them for a moment. You do something and all friends don't have to be with you until the bitter end. Yeah. Um, And in this case, I feel like she should have, because even when Cassandra in quote apologized, it was the no apology because Queenie, and this is, I was proud of her for saying, you know, you haven't actually apologized. Cause I think that's one of the first times she would have actively known that she was owed an apology, even though she kept apologizing in advance like um throughout the time yeah. um but she knew that deep down she was owed an apology and the stuff that cassandra was saying was so spiteful, so spiteful. and i get it she was hurt okay and she don't... was embarrassed yeah. and she felt like because she was embarrassed but it wasn't queenie that embarrassed her no. it was guy and that's what i mean it, d- it didn't give her the right to use what's been shared with her in confidence in a yeah. friendship against your friend like that i just think that is the worst thing to do to someone when you use their weak where their weakness against them yeah and something that they've trusted you with because queenie wasn't very open with most people but with these with her corgis like her group chat she was so open with them and she told them everything exactly as it was exactly that um 
I, I, I did find it weird that Cassandra responded like that, but then we were being given, like, it was like foreshadowing, like, up until that point that there was not much friendship left in their friendship. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the fact that she thought she could waltz in with such, like you said, a no apology. Yeah. And think it was okay, just shows the kind of person that she is. I don't think mm-hmm. she fully grasped how much damage she how caused. How deep was, yeah. Yeah. Because and she shouldn't have stayed. It pissed me off that she stayed. She I didn't like that she stayed. Like, yeah. don't be here on my birthday and stuff. It's when I read what she was saying to Queenie, I actually felt like her, I felt personally like, because again, the way it's written means that you feel like you're talking to friends and friends are talking to you. I felt like she was saying it to me. Yeah. And I felt like that moment where, because I think, again, we've all also had that moment where somebody who's supposed to be a really good friend says something or digs at something and you're like, oh, are you really about to do that? that. Like, are you that person? Because the the only reason that you have access to that is because I didn't think you were that person. I trusted you to not be. Um, And it felt like a personal attack on me, the reader, even though it wasn't at me at all no it's exactly that i've actually read that bit twice because i was so angry and was just like did she actually go there yeah and think it was okay to and knowing that her parent like i know it's like something so irrelevant but she's in her parents house like how are you going to make someone she's come to your home and you've made her feel like that yeah while she watches you pack yeah and and choose the guy where you know how he treated her as well and it's that. It's yes, that as well. She, she knew just, because she knows. And she got completely candid, like, open, like, chat about what he was like. Because remember, Queenie had no idea that he was her guy. Now, who, how many people on this motherfucking planet are called Queenie? He knew, he knew. that yeah. his girlfriend's friend that his girlfriend was always talking about, Queenie, was the girl that he was fucking. He knew that. How on earth was Queenie supposed to know? Especially because Cassandra never said his name. Exactly. Well, she talked about my gorgeous guy, but we didn't know his name was Guy. Guy. And when Queenie spoke about him, she called him the Welshman. Yeah. But she said she was very, very open about everything. So she knew what he had done to her as well. Yeah. And how he had treated her. And up until then, she wasn't a fan of him. When she heard about him out of context, out of it being Guy, she 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 hated the Guy. And that is, again, another thing that I've... That always winds me up. I always find that, and this is me generalizing, but only because I've experienced it in my life. Mm. I find sometimes with some girls slash women, they're very, they won't forgive their friends for things, but will very quickly forgive guys in their life for stuff. And this is a perfect example of of that. Mm -hmm. Like she was ready to forgive him for anything, but held her friend to a much, much yeah. higher standard. Put her on a pedestal that wasn't fair because you're going to fall off if you hold me to such higher standard. Yeah. Especially when, and I, okay, I'm not going to say I get it because what she did was wrong, but I get her mindset and why people like that do that because they worry that they're going to be alone all the time. And yeah. remember, she's quite a sharp character. Sharp, yeah, so it's probably um, hard for her to was, warm yeah. to someone. And so she way. feels like, okay, well, at least this person is tolerating me. At mm. least I've got this guy. And he claims he's sorry and he wants me to, like, move with him. But if he was sorry, he wouldn't have done it the second time. And then he wouldn't have gone back to her house when he was, like, drunk yeah. and, like... All that weird stuff, like when she was like, why are you in, I think he was in Brixton or something. She was like, why are you here? And it's like, oh, because me and my friends thought it'd be like funny to just come here and like look at, like, yeah. it's like, what? Like, you can tell he's just come like to like South London and just man. think that it was like a zoo and just watch people and laugh in your boat shoes with no socks. <laughs> but it's also, 
also the fact that he's not intimate at all with Cassandra. No, no. Like, is that with not, either of them? With, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, so, so he true. doesn't have like a certain intimacy, like physically, with um, Queenie because he's like, get off of me. Yeah, because he wouldn't even let her hug her, and yeah. she was like, I was trying to like hug his back. And then with Cassandra, he just doesn't, doesn't even let her do any touch her. He's one of those that has that weird fetish about black women clearly yeah because it's like okay he's the welsh guy who like is like short and stocky and he's a doctor and he plays rugby and he has to have like this like the white girlfriend but he thinks it's funny to take the piss out of people in south london to go there to just look at everyone and laugh because they him and his yeah. friends would be funny but yet on the down low you're sneaking to her house to have sex with her because physically that's what you that's what you're attracted yeah. to but in your mind you can't get over like the stuff that you've been taught yeah and what you think a picture of your future should look like. Yeah. Oh, hate him. Hate her more. Cassandra. Yeah, still. Because, yeah. like, again, he didn't... Act, oh, I mean, he owed Queenie something and Cassandra something as human beings, as people, right? Mm. So he owed them that respect as people. But in terms of the relationship there, she, Cassandra and Queenie owed each other yeah. way much more. And Queenie was trying... out scot-free, which bugs yeah. me the most. Like, they... Offer of a change from this, yeah, and he, and he gets to like, continue because he carried on sleeping with other people when they moved anyway. Yeah, didn't he? Oh. But so I don't like that. Yeah, hate her. I just I hated that he like came to Brixton like to the area just for like fun. It just like that one that actually when he said that it made me think. I went back in a moment in the book to a moment in the book. Sorry, you know when her and Chesco went to the club. Yeah. And you've got that thing, and we've all had that, where we've been out, and a white girl has done something, and then the bouncer asks if she's okay. If she's okay. And you can't argue too much, because then you're still the rowdy black and brown girls. Um, But also, you're trying to explain, like, no, this person's done something. And it's so... it's Honestly, it's quite fascinating to me how quickly they can cry. (laughs) Right? Like, how quickly they can bring on tears when nothing's happened to them. It's, like, so strange. It's like, you can't grab me. Because, honestly, I have never heard of one white woman going up to another white woman who's a stranger. Mm -hmm. I get when it's your friend. Because when you're friends, you're quite tactile with each other. I'm quite tactile with my friends. So that's a different situation altogether. Okay? Um, Honestly, my friends... I change my hair all the time. And my friends always touch my hair. And I touch my friend's hair when they have it cut. When they've just washed it. When it looks shiny. Because we touch all parts of each other. But they're my friends. But my friends don't go up to other random black women. And be like, oh my god, your hair. And start touching it. Yeah. But some white women do that. And think they have a right. But I've never known of a white woman to go up to a strange white woman. In like the bathroom. Like washing your hands in a fucking toilet in Westfield. And then then just touch her hair. Yeah. Because she wouldn't. Because it's weird. It is weird. You violate it. You don't just touch people. Right? Yeah. But for some reason, when it seems she be, said, do they, not do that, oh my God. And she, oh my God, straight away crying. And oh my God, she's massively hurt. And oh my gosh, because somebody moved your hand away from them. And now the bouncer is asking the person who accosted you if they're okay. If they're okay. They haven't asked what's going on. They've asked her if she's okay because she's the white girl. Yeah. And we've had that so With many times. Yeah. And it's like, it, it does fascinate me how easy it is for them to just be like, and it's like, hold on a second. You don't actually need to do that. You can use your words. Yeah. And because I have you were brave friends enough to and touch. my white friends don't do that yeah. madness. Yeah. So you can also not do that. Mm. You have the bravery. Like you said, you're brave enough to you're touch. You're brave enough to touch. Why so, can't you have a conversation and follow through? With follow what through. You're so... brave, be brave yeah. enough to follow through and be about what you were doing. Mm. 
but I called you out on it and that's what's hurt your feelings more than anything. Yeah. It's not even the fact that I swatted your hand away. It's that didn't actually out. hurt you, did it? It's yeah. the fact that I've told you to get off of me yeah. and I've told you that you don't have full access to me. Yeah. Like you've been taught. Yeah. Exactly that. Full access. Right, let's just talk about Ted for a minute because oh. the stuff that... Do you know what? My issue... I think what, what winds me up the most about him isn't all the stuff he did. I mean, it was all gross, but it's what he did afterwards. For him... Oh. Do you know what? To get... To go out of your way to try and get someone fired... For something that you did. You and done. things like sexual harassment are a big deal at work. Are a big deal. So to say that she's harassing you... So he's more yeah. senior. Ugh. Awful, awful man. But he chased her down for a long time. And he exactly. acted like, oh my God, his life would be forever changed with her. And he would say, you know, but why are you hanging out? Why are you waiting for your ex... I'm um, here. I'm like here. Just, oh. You're where? Where? <laughs> where are you? Because your wife also wants to know where are you. When you say you're here, where are where you? Where are you? It's exactly that. He was the one doing all of the chasing. And again, he wanted to be the solution because he, he saw she was having problems with Tom. She he was wanted open to about it. He could, like, yeah. He could be the answer. And that's what he thought. And also, I think he wanted to know that he could be the one to break her down a little bit more. Yeah. You know, there are some men that claim they want like a strong woman, but they don't. They just, they don't actually like strong women. They like the idea of being the one to break her. To break strong right? women, yeah. So she's trying to really hold out for this like ridiculous arsehole Tom. And he's going, no, but why? Like, and I think he wanted to know that he could just break down that last bit of like a barrier that she had for his own for ego, his own right? Ego. It's an yeah. emotional ego boost. That's what he needed. He needed to know that actually he could turn her mind off of Tom onto him. Yeah. Even though he was married. Like, I'm so And baffled. his wife was expecting yeah like what an awful guy and then to, if my, even after all of that and then that shit sex in the bathroom stall yeah that was so, so shit. shit and even then i was like queenie like i yeah. wish i could just be like no i wanted to go home. and be like yeah, get out there get, the get out right now like, <laughs> like get out of there pull your tights up and get out of there like let's go but you know what the fact that he's the one who's made a mistake and then instead of just being like i have massively fucked up he wanted to put that nail in the coffin and get her fired. Get her fired. Because he didn't want to have to deal with any of the repercussions. Repercussions. But she wasn't even giving him repercussions. That's the thing. And I think that also wound him up. I think even that annoyed him. Because once she went to see him and he was like, oh, what are you doing here? She was kind of like, whoa. Okay, you've been chasing me down. But fine. She literally just backed off. Like, remember, we didn't hear anything between her and him. She just would carry on about her business. If she saw him at work, she just carried on as normal. He just and gave himself suddenly, the fear and didn't want to yeah. take any accountability in case things did come around to bite him but in the he ass. Got himself, I, mean, I mean, I'm glad that that happened because it's like, if she's not doing anything, but I think that he was maybe worried like, shit, I had sex with her and now I'm not talking to her, so maybe she's going to She's going to do something. So let yeah. me try and jump in and do it before she can. But she didn't do anything and you are senior to her and she like... I, I can't forgive him for that. No. And the damage that that caused in yeah. terms of, okay, long term, she she got the help. She got to get some of the help that she needed. Mm-hmm. And I think long term, it did work out for the best. Like there's always like, I guess, God or the higher power, whatever it is, does have a plan for you, but it shouldn't have come from him. It shouldn't have, yeah. Creating that situation. Yeah. And again, he's another person who pretty much got always Apart from losing his job, he's yeah. in a senior post, so I, it wouldn't have been as bad for him. Yeah. 
he did get away emotionally scot-free. He's mm-hmm. still got his wife. He's still got... Who doesn't know? Who doesn't know? I mean, she'll know that he got fired. Maybe. Will he tell her? Who knows? Absolutely not. If he couldn't even own up to what he was doing and wanted to get her fired, there's mm-hmm. no way he's telling his wife. Yeah. Ugh. Awful. Hate him. I Yeah. He's, he's one. Him and Cassandra, I think, are the two that I just can't yeah. forgive because I feel like they were very, very intentional in trying to... Hurt. break her and hurt her hurt in some her. way yeah. whereas the others just didn't actually care yeah. that much right exactly um, and didn't pretend to care they didn't pretend to care that um was it Addy what was his name the guy with the BMW Mercedes oh my German god whip. yeah yeah Hated and when him. his wife was like, oh, yeah, this black fat bitch. Yeah. And he was like, oh, why would I ever go in front, in of, front her, right? of her? Why would I ever get with her over you? Look at her and stuff. And it's like, oh, I almost really? wanted to again go to Queenie. Like, why the fuck are you not saying anything? Anything. Because at this point, you didn't betray her. He did. He did. You need to open your mouth. Exactly. I get why, again, why she didn't. Because when we think back to like find out about, is it Roy? Was that his name? Yeah. We get it. We completely yeah. get it. And again, even without like loads of childhood trauma and stuff like that, the human brain does not always work in the way that we think it should. Right? It's like when you think of the best doesn't. argument to say afterwards. And Fifteen you're like, years Why later, did you not say that when you're practicing in the shower with your like yeah. shampoo bottles of your audience. Yeah. Like, why did I not think of that clever think thing about to say? This. That's yeah. so clue. Actually, but when you're true. caught off yeah. guard regardless of what's happened in the past, it's quite difficult to, like, unless you're one of these weird zen people, Mm. I mean, obviously, there's nothing weird about that, I'm just jealous, right? Unless you're one of these super zen, can really focus and remove yourself and breathe and hear everything and then just, you know, calibrate your brain. But, like, most people are just people and we're all fucked. So when you spring yourself on me like that, I'm going to be like, uh, 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 and then I'm looking at your guy expecting him to be like, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. or yeah. to, And so at least say to me as well, sorry, because she came out and started smacking up Queenie yeah. and grips in at her and whacking her bag at her and stuff. And he like he was just a coward, though. He was a massive Absolute coward. coward. And again, just another pathetic example of a guy who got what he wanted yeah. and didn't want to stand up for it and didn't actually want to say, I've wronged you. Mm-hmm. I've wronged both, both of, of you. you. And again, it's the women going for... Well, not Queenie, but it's the woman going for her. Yeah. I completely forgot what he said his wife's name was in that. It's like twice. She's not only been betrayed by men in her life, but... But by the women the attached women to those as well. yeah. It's... Oh. And, I mean, in general, there, I mean, there were a few betrayals that happened. Obviously, we know the stuff that happened with her mum. Mm. And, again, we get her mum was also going through it at the time. Yeah, but unfortunately, her mum was also like, a victim. So her mum was a victim as well. And sadly, you had a child, so that child will always have to come before you in yeah. that sense. Um, and sometimes if you try and put your child first, you can end up saving yourself from the situation as well. But then she got to a point where she couldn't even put Queenie first. So yeah. that meant that she also couldn't be safe in the situation. Because if she could be strong enough to kind of go, right, I cannot have my daughter, daughter in this, this, then she would have been helped. able to yeah. leave. But and again, it's the saddest. It's I think that's like reading that, like me and my mum were each other's favourite people. Yeah. And you almost picture it. You picture all of these things that mm-hmm. she's written, thinking, oh my God, these guys had this like type one. They were each other's world. Yeah. And then they ended up just, and she just, just unraveling not talking. That. Yeah. And then finding out that she was like abandoned in that house. Like they got a flat, I think it was. Yeah. That was supposed to be for her and her mum, but they just left her there. And she was like 11 and she left her there for like weeks. Because Roy said so, and it's like, okay, if that's the case, then we get why she does the stuff that 
she does and thinks it's okay. No, it's fine. I'm fine. No, I'm, I'm fine. fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Because I'm fine. she's been through non-stop trauma. Yeah. So it's like you're not fine at all. And any form of like intimate, well, what she sees as intimacy, she holds on to. It's yeah. like, like when she tried to hug really Guy hold on to. Yeah. Like, like for her, that is her getting that warmth from something that was taken away from her. Um, I want to talk to you very quickly about like my favorite characters. Uh-huh. One of them, I think, is very obvious. Like yeah. Jessica, I freaking love her. Love her stories, <laughs> like dating her dating stories, were like That's honestly amazing. the best. Like yeah. when she was like, "You can express me home," <laughs> and like the way that she told the story, I was sat there with her, taking her weave out while yeah. she was telling me these stories about this guy who came to pick her up, and she got all dressed up and like by the set, by the stairs. Yeah. And like she was like, oh, but he wanted me to sit like, my stairs. I've got heels on, like absolutely not. She was, she's brilliant. I loved her, and I think I feel like she gave the right amount of support, and also kind of was a good reminder of like every now and then she'd be like, yeah, but babe, fucking yeah. fix up. Yeah, fix, also, I'm yeah, still exactly. here for you. I'm here for you regardless. But fucking stop doing it. Stop yeah. accepting nonsense. Yeah. Because she didn't accept nonsense. She didn't accept anything. anything. Nonsense. <laughs> she didn't accept anything. She was just like, don't like it. Bye. Don't yeah. like it. Bye. You're nice, nah. Um, that guy that came into her bank, right? So she <laughs> she, she went in like she went and she was like, he's really nice. And then she checked his Philippine stuff, and she <laughs> was like, yeah, no, not. you can go. So then she decided to go on a date with the guy behind him because he <laughs> had like figures. Yeah. But then she found out it's all like fraud and stuff. So it's like, but I love that she's like, this isn't going to work for me. I'm off. I'm off. Yeah, like, she knows her that. boundaries, and yeah. that's what it is. She is someone, and it's. I think a lot of people throw around the word boundaries but she she has set her boundaries she She set her boundaries because we can't expect other people to uphold our boundaries they're ours it's for us to uphold our boundaries exactly it's for people to either choose to respect them or not but even if someone doesn't respect my boundary i still have chosen that is my boundary that's That's why i'm gonna go with you yeah and i love that i think she's a good example of that um and i can't remember queenie's cousin's name the 15 year old the young the teenager uh, began with a d and i loved her was it diana Diana, good yeah. girl. I really liked I her. I loved her. I really liked her because I felt like she felt to me almost like a younger Cheska. Yeah. I liked her and I liked that she um it was odd because obviously she had like this like super kind of like religious mum. Yeah. Um who's like, where's that lighter from and stuff yeah. like that. But also she clearly cared about Queenie so and much. also looked up to her. And she's at that really interesting age where, like, it's like your baby cousin or brother, but now they're getting to that age where you can start having conversations about them. They have a bit of wisdom, like this weird kind of, yeah. yeah. And she was at that perfect age, which I think was nice for Queenie to be around. Um, Because wasn't it her that tried to, like, that arrange, like, the um, birthday Birthday, stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And when she went out and they went out for the day and, like, she wanted to get Morley's. Which is like the equivalent yeah. of what we used to get Naz after school. Do you remember the one at the corner? No. Where? Oh no, God. we went to the one, you know, on Bushy Corner. Yeah. Bushy Corner. Where's Bushy Corner? No, on Bushy Bushy Corner. Is it Bushy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Bushy Corner is. On Bush Corner. Remember that one that was like. Yeah. I know exactly where we used to go. So everyone from Lambton used to go to Naz on the corner. And I now, because I live in South London, know what Morley's is Morley's, because they're yeah. everywhere. We don't have them in West London. No, I only knew about Morley's because when I went to uni, I went to uni in Birmingham. Mm. And weirdly, once I got up there, I made all my friends from uni are from London. (laughs) (laughs) 
happened though because I pretty much had the same like they were all from London. London so half of them were from West London mm. and it was weird because we'd never bumped into each other but we'd been out to like the same like same the Tudor Rose and the same like we both worked at like Yates's pub and stuff like that um but we just never met until we turned 18 and moved like three hours away from home yeah. And then the other half of my friends were from South London. So all they talked about was Morley's chicken. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what? I want this Morley's chicken. What is it? Like, it was always more because I grew up with like KFC was like our like. Oh, yeah, KFC thing. on the high street. But their thing was like Morley's. So when I saw it in the book, I was like, oh, I know Morley's. Yeah. And when they talked about the, is it the Ritzy cinema? You know, the. Um, yeah, in Brixton. Yeah. I, I, I think I loved that the book was set in spaces that I'm aware Familiar of. with. Like, oh, no, yeah. yeah. That always makes it, because it helps you picture. I could picture it. Yeah. Um, because as in, because you could picture it and it's fine and you still really enjoy the book, but I could literally see it. And I was like, okay, and like, if I yeah. cross the road, there's that like 24 hour Caribbean shop refill that literally you can go in and get like jerk chicken at 3am and yeah. stuff. <laughs> like, and the McDonald's, that's always busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I was at uni, the McDonald's on Broad um, Street, this is complete, I completely digress, guys. Um, the McDonald's on Broad Street had to have, it had um, bouncers. Security! <laughs> <laughs> I went to uni in Nottingham and it was the same thing. It had bouncers. Oh my so, like, God. So, like, we come out of the club at, like, 2am and go down to, like, this McDonald's that was 24 hours. And it had its own flipping security on, like, but I get it, it's Birmingham <laughs> city centre. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, oh those were... That was a good time. Um, sorry, guys, I completely just um, digressed. Um, what did you think about Gina, her boss? Gina was a weird one because I think I didn't like that she, they hired Queenie, but never let her do the things. Do that the things that she, yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's like she didn't quite have the faith in her. Yeah. And it, it's weird because you don't, you get to know a little bit about Gina, but I feel like Gina never really gets to know as much about Queenie as you think yeah. a boss would. And maybe I'm just relating it to my own situations where I've always tried to make a boss aware of some of my personal situations. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, <clears throat> I think it's a hard one with Gina because I don't know how I feel about her. But I know that she, I think that she did actually want Queenie to succeed. Yeah. But the reason that she had to keep shooting Queenie down is because Queenie was, again, going chopping and changing. So one minute, she's doing no work, right? Yeah. And she's, like, making endless cups of tea and just stood by her friend's desk talking. And then suddenly she's like, by the way, I want to pitch this. And it's like, but you, what, what about all the other stuff that leads yeah. up to that? And actually, yeah, seeing it from that, like, if you were to see it from a manager's perspective, actually, yeah, you need to do... and. Um, Everyone needs to do their job right before saying, actually, I yeah. want to pitch this, I want to pitch that. So, yeah, I get that, actually. So, um, that. However, I do think that Gina owed way more to Queenie than to just pull her into, like, that board meeting and be like, yeah, pitch this idea that she knew they wouldn't listen to because they were middle-class white yeah. men who didn't think that Black Lives Matter was important because they straight away thought, oh, but why should your matter life uh, matter why should your life matter more than mine? Because they just completely don't like, understand. That's not, never that's not what it that. means. We said it needs to matter just as much as. But for some reason, and I know that so many people have said this argument, people only talk about all other lives mattering when you talk about black lives matter. Yeah. They don't care about it in any other context. No, because I've never, like, people don't seem to care about homeless lives mattering. Homeless lives, refugees, anything. Nothing. But it's the second people mention black and lives matter, and all lives all matter. And I'm like, where am 
it's, it doesn't say only Black Lives yeah. Matter. Oh, that's a whole other. So I didn't yeah. like that Jeannie, 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 Jeannie did that. I yeah. feel like she should have backed her a bit more or had like some Even sort with of the like Ted thing. Idea with it. Yeah. That's your, your boss. Your boss should have your back in situations yeah. like this and look at both sides of the story. And ask you what's and going on and stuff rather happened. than just being like, right, there's going to be an investigation. You have to leave. It's like, sorry. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with him being more senior because actually, if you historically look at the look at these situations, yeah, it is always a more senior guy because yeah. they take advantage of well, their position can. and they can. Yeah, because they so the fact that it. Gina didn't have her back and didn't even ask what's actually happened mm-hmm. on the straightaway, like you're going on leave. Again, I was like, she didn't fight for her. She didn't whatever fight for meeting her. that happened, yeah. she didn't try and stand up for her at all. She didn't exactly. have her back. Um, which is weird because, again, I feel like she wants Queenie to succeed, but I think feel like she has that thing where sometimes people have with black women and women of colour where they feel like we have to be the ones to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Mm-hmm. You know, they forget that they all had help and that people supported them, but they feel like they have to see us be the strong black woman and, you know, you make sure that you fix this. And it's like, well, no, everybody's human and everybody needs help needs and you help. needed to back yeah. her. Like, you didn't back her. Even though she wants to see her succeed, I think it's that, like the kind where it's like, oh, I want to see you be like that strong black woman. Ugh, vom, ugh, boo. <laughs> it's exactly that. But she doesn't want to rock her own boat. Yeah. And ruin her own her chances. Own yeah. And that's and that's very clear. She wants her to succeed, but she's too scared. Even if she believes in the things that Queenie is saying, she doesn't want to rock the boat. I think she's worried about like the logistics. Um, I think she's more worried about the logistics of it than... Um, than anything else. Yeah. So, um, I just quickly, because we haven't, I mean, we've talked about a bunch of things, mm. um, all important. Obviously, we can't cover everything because, guys, just go read the book, honestly. One, Please. it's flipping hilarious. Read the book. But there are so many, um, I mean, I think most of the people that would have listened to this would have already read the book because you don't want to get spoilers beforehand. Um but I think most people will agree that it is absolutely hilarious. There are some moments in it that I don't appreciate. I said on my review mm. that there are bits um, that I feel cater too much to like that stereotype of black women being promiscuous, lazy, angry um, victims. And it, it, I feel like it was a bit too much of that. But I also understood completely why. Because in reality, this is a lot of people's realities, and I think sometimes we shouldn't have to dumb it down so yeah. it doesn't seem too black or too traumatising, because some people's lives are too black, some people's lives are too traumatising, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, but, like, we haven't actually talked about Queenie herself. Um, there's a moment where she... It's the only moment in the book before she kind of gets actually gets therapy and stands up to Cassandra and says you haven't actually apologised, etc. Yeah. Where somebody, another black man is killed. I think it happened in the States. And she says to Darcy, oh, this happened. And Darcy goes, oh, no. So she genuinely like, oh, God, that's bad. And then said, what did he do? And obviously, Queenie flipped her lid, which most of us would. Because I get that when people ask that question, sometimes they think that they're just saying shit, as in they feel like they're asking what, what happened, happened, as but in in general. That's but not what you've worded, what you have said is what did he do? So you, you're, with you're your words... You're looking for that justification. Yeah. Like, it's like, actually, this is... 
that's happened because of this. Because but of it's this. not that situation. That's not the case. It's a very different question to what's happened, which they don't yes. seem to realise. And they forget. So then she actually says, like, I wish that well-meaning white liberals would think before they said things that they thought were perfectly innocent. Yeah. Um, obviously, she didn't say that to her. That was a thought that she had in her head. But that was the only moment. And I get why she stood up to her and said that, because... Out of everybody, that's somebody that she actually felt comfortable with and who she actually was safe with. Because obviously she thought she could be safe with Cassandra, she wasn't. And she wouldn't have said something like that to to Cassandra, right? Um, She could say it to Darcy because they actually, I feel like Darcy was actually someone who was genuinely well-meaning. Yeah, and would have listened as well. Cassandra would not have listened. Yes, Cassandra would have gone on the defensive, whereas Darcy, and that's a good example, people, of how to respond to stuff. If you've said something that has offended someone, triggered someone, don't then go, don't be so offended, don't be so triggered. Listen to what it is that you have done that has caused that, and I like that friendship with them. Yeah. Um, But what were your thoughts on when you finished the book actually the whole way through while you're reading the book when you finished it every time you stopped to take a break from it what were your thoughts on like Queenie herself on like the decisions that she's made the things that she accepted the things that she took seriously and didn't take seriously her weird little lists that do you think that her lists were um productive I think for her, they might have been a bit cathartic, just getting things out. But I don't know necessarily if they actually helped her. I don't think they did, because I'm like that. She, in terms of like that, I'm very messy, and she's very messy in the head in that way. Not in a bad way, just there's so much going on. And every now and then she'll write a list and convince herself that that's how things are going to go. How things are going to go, yeah. Um, and it I makes her feel better too, at the moment, yeah. Because I'll do that. I'll make a list. And for me, I'm like, I've been so productive. I've made a list. I've made a list. Whether I've ticked that shot off. Yeah, that's a different story. But at least I've used a bit of ink and put it to paper. Yeah. No, exactly. Queenie is someone that, and it's exactly what you said, there's so many different facets to her personality that you're like, I've been there. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Her as a character, I just adore her. I yeah. want... I want to see her succeed. I want to see her win. And it's exactly that. And that's, with this book, like, I'm reading through it to get to the end. Not because I want to finish it because I want it to go on forever. But I want to see her win. And I want to see her happy ending. Yeah. Because in this whole book, she's looking for that happy ending. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought her happy ending would be that Tom comes back and everything. But actually... The further I got down the line, I was just like, that's not her happy ending. Not at I all. just thought that this because is just her beginning. I've been watching too many Hallmark movies. <laughs> and then everything's in love and everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Actually, it was her backing herself. Queenie's yeah. love was herself. Yeah. I, I wanted to see her, her realise that she was deserving of more than what she had gotten so gotten far. So far. Yeah. And that, that wasn't the benchmark, that wasn't just that that wasn't the blueprint of what her life should have been like. It was an example of what she shouldn't accept going forward, right? Yeah. But she just didn't realise that just yet. Um, I really, like, same as you, I just wanted to see her succeed. Mm. And I wanted, what I really wanted was, but this is because I'm petty and bitter. Um, I wanted Tom to actually come back and grovel and for her to be like, no, thank up you. your ass, yeah. okay? <laughs> Eat shit. Eat shit. Like, and do you know what, in real life, he would have come back. He would have. He would have because they always have. They we know because we've had that. They always do. They, they always. always have to send that message yes. to be like, even if it's just a hey. Hey, or I like, just was checking up on you. Yeah. And it's always near their birthday yeah. or near something. And like in real life, 
he would he have would messaged have been her. Like, oh, because he's he had that new girlfriend, right? But in real life, he would have been like, oh, you know, she's not like you in this particular way, or she yeah. doesn't do this like you. Which that's what would have happened in real life. And I wanted her to tell him to eat a bag of dicks because he's <laughs> a punk bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, it could happen later on down the line in the book. Oh, you know? I there's a part um, two. I hope that sometime after the book is ended, because obviously we leave the characters at a certain point, but their story carries their story on, carries right? On. Just like not on the page. And I'm hoping that at some point he has tried to get in touch with her and she has just not even bothered like Responding. to reply. Yeah. Oh, I leave like, them on read. Knowing you're so okay. You're at the point yeah. in your life where you're just like you don't even open the message, you just delete it. So they and just never they shock. get the delivered message, but never even get the two ticks. Yeah. So not because you're trying, because you're actively like, so I don't need to open like, something. I don't, I don't I'm care. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I want her to get there. But like I hated that she allowed herself to wait that long and like told people that oh we're on a break for three yeah. months and things um i did it's hard because i know that her friends obviously wanted to support her but i also think that they should have been like babe he said that he wants you to move out and take a break for three months and then get back together are you okay inside of the head but if you think about that situation in real life as well how many times it's when you fell over a guy you fell over a guy it doesn't matter what your mates yeah. say it's yes, one of those things, yeah. isn't it? Because I've given advice to my friends and yes. I've taken advice from my friends. And it's only when that switch clicks in my head for that you, I'm like, yeah. actually, and that will come for her. And I think it's she's basically there. Because I think even if her friends had said it till they're blue in their face, she's not going to... She wouldn't have. But, yeah, that I mean, that's my take on it only because I've been there before where yeah. I've either given advice to my friends or taken advice and, and not listened until I was ready to listen. Yeah. Oh, Queenie. I, <laughs> I want to have so many words with her. I, you know when she went to view the rooms and that fucking estate agent was like to her, first it was Brexit, now then yes. it will be Blackxit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was flipping disgusting. But the thing is, okay, here's the two parts, right? I was really angry because I was like, Queenie, you should have complained to his like, company or whichever. Yeah. But on the other hand, Anita, we have literally had people tell us to go back to where we fucking came from. We came from just down the road, but they told <laughs> us to go back to where we came from. What, like, if she told his company, what would they have done? Exactly. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. What was going to happen? Nothing. Apart from she would then would have had to expose another, like, trauma that's just happened. And, like, it. the thing is, it's flipping humiliating when people are racist to you. Oh. It's not good. It's not nice at all, right? Um... So, yeah, I'm kind of like, why didn't she do anything about that? But then also, what on earth could she have done? Historically, nothing would have when, been done. For situations like that, what actually has Nothing. Happened? Nothing's happened. Or they ask you, are you sure that that's what's happened? Yeah. Yes, you, sweetheart. I was like there. They, they didn't mean yeah. it like that. So how did they mean it? He said first Brexit, then Blacksit. Like... <laughs> what? I wonder where he was from though, because he was like, "Oh, you and my people, we tend to like do well together and stuff." So he was from somewhere, so from right? Somewhere, yeah. Um, but still, pardon, and like pressing himself up against her and stuff. Like, I'm in a situation where I'm looking for a room, so I'm clearly I'm vulnerable and I need a space. Yeah. I don't need you doing that. Like, you can go on Tinder and stuff for that. But there's so many examples of in this book of of people doing that. Yeah. Almost smelling her vulnerability. Yes. And exploiting it. And it's, 
is it because these certain people have this kind of predatorial is that even yeah. a word predatorial yeah. i think there are people that have that yeah and they literally kind of like okay this can be my next victim it's similar to like when you deal with like a narcissist mm. um and they will they don't like you narcissists they don't like you okay I was with one, they don't like you, he did not like me, but they want you to be available to them. Yeah. And they want to know that you will like them and that they can say and do the most horrific stuff to you, but you'll still like message them in the morning yeah. and be like, hey, did you say They want to see a reflection of their like, greatness in of your their eyes. Great, yes, yeah. that's it. So yeah, absolutely, these people, mm-hmm. unfortunately, she was at that point where she couldn't see the wood for the trees, especially yeah. because she was showing quite clear signs of things like depression. She had yeah. no motivation in anything. Yeah. Right. Um, she had all these nightmares. So also she's not actually getting as much rest as she should be getting. She's exhausted all the time, but doesn't realize that she's exhausted. She's like, there's just a lot going on. And those people, yeah, can see that. Which is why you then have, like, obviously good people as well. Because she then had her friends who obviously yeah. could see that she was going through a thing. And the nurse who referred to, like, her to, yeah. that is someone looking, like, seeing it, but but in a good way. So not mm-hmm. seeing it as a predator, seeing it as actually this person needs yeah. my help, my guidance. Mm-hmm. And it's help that I can't give, but, and I can refer them refer to something them to because they can. need that. Mm. Um I quite liked how strict Elspeth. Mm. I really liked how like austere she was. Like I think that Queenie needed somebody who, in that moment, because yeah, her nan was quite strict and stuff. But in that different way that like our like ethnic parents and nans and stuff can be, it can be so strict. And it's different because remember, she also didn't want her to go to therapy at all. Yeah. Because that's not what our people do. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I quite liked that Elspeth had that like motherly slash grandmotherly like you are going, going to, to do, do this. this. Like, yeah. I don't know you but you're not about to run your life into the ground. And she could have just handed her some nice leaflets and stuff, but she essentially forced her to keep coming back and having yeah. these meetings with her and was like, you're going to go. You're going to work through this yeah. and I'm going to help you work through um, this. And I think that that's a good thing. And I liked that she was very matter of fact about the fact that like, you are a black woman. People are going to try and abuse you. Yeah. This, this, this. Elspeth wasn't black. I yeah. think she was white. Yeah. Um, But she was like, no, these things are statistically an issue this is why I'm worried yeah um she didn't have to say that to her she could have just been like okay well here's some leaflets because you also get people in medical profession you know people might go yeah but that's her job she's a nurse okay but we also know that 40% of doctors because they've admitted it don't think that black people feel pain yeah which is why I've been in hospital and literally nearly passed out because nobody believes that I needed them to help me and then when I told them I can't have uh, codeine they gave me cocodamol and then wondered why I was still all messed up so we know this for a fact yeah okay and so i know it might she... be really easy to say yeah. yeah she's a nurse of course she'll do that not not really no not particularly no because they don't believe us they've said that they don't believe our pain and this stems back from when they used to experiment and do all these mad like medical things on black people with no painkillers and then wrote down in books that that was okay to do so actually she did genuinely care about her craft and her job as a nurse across the board yeah. not just about what she 
perceived Queenie to be, right? Because Queenie was at time was really one of like, those, I don't see colour, I'm going to yeah. treat her like She was any like, babes, I see colour and so do other people. Yeah. And this is And this is why on. you're getting, this yeah. is what's going to happen, this is why, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly but that. I don't want that for you. Yeah. Based off of these things. Yeah. So, yeah. And Queenie was so aloof at the time as well. Mm. It's just like, and I get it, like, it's hard. If you're being told, like, by the way, you're depressed, and also, it's exactly what you said, like, in our cultures, it's not normal to tell someone else about the problems no, you you're going through. No, you don't tell people what's going on with you and your family. And your mental health especially. Oh, my gosh, your mental health. Are you giving away <laughs> family secrets? Oh, no, now the witches are going to come from the um, downstairs. Oh. Um, they're going to, like, get all of your thoughts that you've exposed, and then they're going to use it to bring the downfall of the family. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? It's, Yeah. And it's exactly that. She, it, there's a lot of, she has to almost break down that ethnic barrier to be like, you need to tell me everything and talk yeah. about these problems. And I talk about your family circumstances. Got to that point where she was like, shit, I want to take the reins and I've decided that I want to be responsible for my own healing. What people do to break, you can't, you have no choice over that. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. And it's all happened. But what you do going forward, this is the hardest bit about like healing from stuff is that, the healing is completely down to you. Yeah. The mm -hmm. thing that broke you, the, that person can't be what helps to heal you. You have to do it. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, is it hard. And that's why, because I was reading it thinking, why is she still doing all of this shit? Like we are 279 pages yeah. in. Queenie, come on, get it together. But actually in real life, again, it doesn't happen that way. It, it takes a while before yeah. you get to that point where you're like, shit, I think I'm ready to like do the work because I know that I'm deserving of more than what, more than what is happening right and now. And even if you know the path to take, it's not easy taking it. Yeah. You can see the solution. You won't necessarily be able to do that straight away. Mm. So yeah, I can definitely. It's it's exactly what we said. We we want the best for her, I want but we forget so that in real life it takes longer. It takes time, and it takes time. I feel like like if I had a friend like Queenie, honestly, I feel like she like holds her friends very highly. Yeah, and I feel like she's the kind of friend that would care about you so much. So much, yeah. She just, I don't know, is lost the right word. I don't know. There's almost like there's two sides. So one side of her is so lost and fragile. And then you've got the other side where she's just learning so much about herself. And realising that and actually realizing she's a that she is a, but yeah, yeah, it's exactly that. Like it's... And it's almost, it's like all of us. Yeah. Like when I was reading it, I realised that I wasn't actually annoyed at her. I was annoyed at, like like I said, the circumstances around this, mm. like her... Um, but also, some of the stuff that annoyed me was actually because it was maybe too close to home. Mm. And you know, and you're like, uh, uh oh, Queenie, yeah. <laughs> please, please don't, don't make me relive this yeah. through you because I've done this and it's just dumb. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, and it annoyed me because I think we all have that. When we see our friends go through it, we're like, babe, this, this, this. And then we do it anyway. Yeah. Because obviously, when your heart is on the line or when you think it's your heart that's on the line, a lot of the time it's just our ego, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because with her and Tom, she thought her heart was on the line, but she the, the relationship was not what she thought no, it was. She was holding on to this idealistic view of what their relationship should be. Yeah. Based off of like what family, family should be and yeah. stuff. Right? Um, yeah. I do love her though. And I do, I, I think it's such a great book. I love the way that it's written. Um, 
Do you think that there could be a sequel? I don't think so, but I do think there could be a movie. See, now, I thought the exact same thing, the movie, and I can almost see the characters. In terms of sequels for a book like this, I almost think that each reader makes their own sequel like we have, like, oh, she'll yeah. do this and she'll do that. So I don't know. I know I said, oh, I hope there's a part two, but actually I've already decided what I want, what's all happening, of it, yeah. what, what's happening. So would I necessarily want to read? I don't know, but then I do at the same time as well because it's written so well. Maybe... Yeah. The movie I can definitely see. I could see a movie. Yeah. Or like a six part, um, you know, like Netflix. Netflix like, series, yeah. Series. Where you see each, and literally each one is named after one of the characters. Yes. Like Darcy, Tom. Yes. And, you go through and then the you stuff go through it from her. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh, let's pitch this to Let's pitch this Yeah, that's what I can see. And then like the end, like I literally at the end of like the Netflix series, I see her like, just like, putting on like some trainers and just going for a walk in like the yeah. local park and like just opening the door and the sun shining on her a little bit or it's raining and she just like puts and her umbrella up and she's in a beautiful space rather than this like that flat yeah. share and in her own that space disgusting flat share with the guy that's pubes in the toilet oh, so I love the thing is she is in her own space eventually because her oh, mum yeah, gave, gave her yes. her the, so you're so right true. so she is so in she like is a good space in her own space that's yeah. like her safe space rather mm -hmm. than and she oh. can learn how to actually be by herself, herself yeah and be like alone like not lonely at all just alone but just be alone and enjoy yeah. it yeah um guys <clears throat> like i said there's only so much that we can cover because the book it's so there are so many elements um for anyone that's read it you'll understand exactly what we mean we just can't talk about it all now. Like we have got like notes upon notes of stuff we wanted to cover <laughs> exactly. and it just doesn't happen, right? Because it just, the time gets away from you. You start talking about one thing and suddenly you're talking about Guy and his boat shoes with no socks. Exactly, so, Cassandra, um, the evil, evil yeah, friend. Oh, Cassandra was not good. And it's a shame because I feel like she's ruined friendships going forward because also you could tell that Darcy had a bit of an issue with her after because yeah. Queenie came out and she said that it looked like Darcy was giving Cassandra a bit of a telling off. Yeah. So Cassandra has alienated herself from a group as well that she knows would have given her absolute support. Yeah. Especially at the time. Especially at the time. Like, it's exactly that. If, if that story had gone the other way, Cassandra would have had all of the girls rally around her because yeah. they understand. Yeah. But... Oh, so, maybe there can be a part two. <laughs> maybe. Like with an alternate ending. I just want Cassandra to go away. That to too. Even though I know that she's hurting, right? We know that she's done that. Hurt people hurt people. We know yeah. that. Um, but she's bleeding but on the person who didn't she, even cause yeah. a wound. And, and I don't like that. And yeah. I want her to go away and find new friends and realise that actually, like, you don't... Because remember, Queenie accepted her exactly as she was. And Queenie didn't have any judgment. So when she was saying all this stuff to Queenie, she didn't, Queenie didn't turn around and say, well, it's because you're a stiff and like yeah. you can't have sex with you because you're like this and obviously he prefers me. She didn't say any of that stuff. She could yeah. have, because it's quite clear that he preferred her. She could have said that, but she didn't even, it didn't even enter her brain. Because when we got her internal monologue, none yeah, of that stuff went through her head. She was just head. really like upset that her friend was hurt and upset that she was part of it. Part of it. Yeah, exactly that. So that shows you the difference. Like I get that, like, yeah. Cassandra might be the friend to give you like the harsh truth when you need it, which we all need sometimes. But in terms of needing an actual friend, she wasn't. She's not she a, friend. a friend for her to use that, and I stand by that. She for was her a to friend. use 
I think she was the that Queenie needed her, especially because remember Queenie would borrow money, money from her. Money of her, yeah. And, and what else she gave liked that. that feeling of power? Like, yeah. I've helped Someone a friend because I financial that person is financially yeah. dependent on me, or I've helped, or I've done this. That doesn't mean that you can tear at someone at, in that manner and it be is a friend. Shame. It's a shame because clearly no one needs her for anything else. Like no one would go for her to, for comfort, for instance. No, because she's not the friend who goes um, for comfort. So that was a shame. But yeah, I just want her to go away. To yeah, be honest, I agree. Um, sorry, guys. See, we've done it again. We've just like <laughs> yeah, we're trying, we're to, trying to wrap it up. Like yeah. <laughs> um, but for anyone who has read it, like if you haven't read it. I hope that we haven't given you too many spoilers. Mm. Um, I mean, I know this is too late to say, but I would suggest reading the book before listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have read the book, please feel free to jump onto my Instagram at turningpages.official um, and literally just give us your thoughts. Um, I have already put my um, review up, so you're more than welcome to post it on there. You're more than welcome to email me, whichever. Email, DM. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, but you can email me off of my Instagram as well. So, yeah. Um, just give us your thoughts. Have you read the book? Did you like the book? And do you agree um, with some of the things we've said? Do you yeah. have alternative views? It'll be mm-hmm. amazing to hear Like, it. what, like, actually, I want to hear about the stuff that people disagree on as well. Yeah. Like, what do you disagree yeah. with us on? Um, because that'll be interesting to find out. So, please, do let us know. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning back in. Um, at some point we will figure out how to not make these episodes six million <laughs> years long. Um, but yeah, have a good week. And um Anita, thank you for taking part. No, thank you for having me. This it was, was amazing. amazing. Guys, we we've drunk some wine and we had a really <laughs> good dinner because Anita's husband made us some oh my god, it was just banging. And also <laughs> I've got leftovers to take home, so I'm really happy. So um yeah, basically have a good week. Um bye. bye. Thank you for listening to my latest episode of my podcast. If you would like to chat, if you have any questions, if you would like to give some feedback, if you would like to guest um, on the podcast, then do head over to my Instagram page at turningpages.official. And I will see you guys at the next episode. Black Lives Matter, Free Palestine, keep being awesome.